Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Well, this week we'll look at why investors are doomed to repeat their mistakes of the past. Then I'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you hit the subscribe button, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune into our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask Ask the Stock Market Education and Trading Experts to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now, there's an old saying that you don't know what you don't know. In my experience over the past few decades, I've found that there is one thing in common with both traders and investors, and that is many overestimate their level of knowledge and competency when it comes to the stock market. Now, according to many surveys conducted by the ASX, it is common to find around 50% of adult Australians believing they are very knowledgeable or somewhat knowledgeable when it comes to investing in shares. But given that investors have repeatedly made knee-jerk reactions over the past two months out of fear and sometimes greed, it is for this reason why I believe investors overestimate their level of knowledge. That said, the recent market conditions have caused many traders and investors to question whether they are as knowledgeable as they think they are. As Albert Einstein once said, education is the progressive realisation of our ignorance. And no doubt, many would agree that over the past few months, the stock market has taught them a lesson or two in how much they do not know. Unfortunately, many will not learn and are doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past. Now, history shows that time and time again, people repeat their mistakes and end up throwing their money at the share market with little or no knowledge in the hope that they will profit, believing this time will be different. Now, in the light of the GFC and the current market conditions and how many have reacted to these events, I believe this proves how much Australians overestimate their abilities. Now, this is often referred to as a cognitive bias, whereby we believe we're better than we actually are. And the alarming thing is that we do not know that we're not very good or very knowledgeable. Unfortunately, this means that investors operate under a false sense of security, which leads to overconfidence and mistakes in judgment. Investing in the stock market is quite easy because it really just comes down to following some simple rules. 
but that is the key that most are missing. Most do not know which rules to follow, and those that follow the masses end up losing or breaking even at best. As the old saying goes, your education will cost you one way or another, and it's your choice how much you pay. Right now is the perfect time to educate yourself so that you do not repeat the mistakes of the past. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, information technology was the best performing sector last week, and that was up 6.61%. And in a huge turnaround, energy was next up over 5%, given that oil search, Santos and Origin all rose strongly last week. Now, consumer discretionary was the next best, up 5% for the week. The worst sectors include consumer staples and utilities, and both were down over 3%, whilst healthcare just behind them, and that was down around 3%. When we look at the ASX top 100 stocks, Link Administration was the best performer, up over 10%, and this was followed by Origin, Oil Search, ALS, and Illumina, all up over 8% for the week. Now, the worst performers include APA Group, which was down 2.7%, followed by Treasury Wines Estate, and that was down about 2.6%, with BHP and the ASX Limited both down just over 2%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500, or Laudinary's Index Update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, I think everybody was quite excited last week when they saw the market uh, do very, very well earlier on in the week. But um, I, Friday was one of those sobering days where the market did come back. We had a lot of stocks fall quite heavily, um, actually, on Friday, where the market down quite heavily. But uh, it's one of those things. And I, I keep saying the market goes up in stairs and comes down in elevators. And right now, there is no rhyme or reason why our market's rising or rose so strongly last week and indeed over the last few weeks. It really is there's this huge disconnect from reality and what the stock market is doing, and that makes it dangerous. And, and I know I'm getting so many people saying to me, whether it's on emails coming through or whether it's on the comments for this YouTube channel and our Facebook pages, etc., etc., is I'm getting so many people who live and breathe what I've just talked about and basically, basically being um, believe they've got more knowledge and experience and what they actually have because I'm just seeing some, so much stuff in some of the comments of people going, you really don't understand how the market works properly. You think you do, but you don't really. And right now the market is quite dangerous um, and I don't think we're out of the woods yet. But let's get stuck onto the chart and have a good look and see what's going on there. If we look at the chart, you're seeing on the left-hand side of the screen is the monthly and the weekly on the right-hand side. Now, you can see if I just bring up that weekly chart, we'll have a good look at that. Um, you can see here how we rose up from that 20, I think it's 23rd of March. We had one, two, three weeks up, one strong week down. Um, and... Earlier in the week, I was thinking, well, maybe we are turning around, and that's what I sort of put in my um, report or some of my commentary last week. I thought, well, maybe this is not too bad if we get a nice move up, because obviously this high here, we can see there at 5618. That high there is 5623, so it did break above it, but for not for very long, as you can see here, it opened there, pushed right up, then got rejected on the Friday. And if I look at our weekly chart, you'll see this. You can see the move up into that. So here we have Tuesday. So there's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday wiped it all out. So we're right back here where we started 
pretty much on Monday and that's a real strong sign to me saying I think our market is definitely not out of the woods yet. I think if you're thinking the market is bullish right now, I think you really do need to have a look at what you think you know and how you're actually doing this because, and there's a lot of people speculating and a lot of people talking about mesoblast because it's taken off like a rocket. Um, and what happens is that people talk about it after it's already taken off. And again, if you're excited about mesoblast, then you're probably one of those people, again, that I'm talking about in my report. Dangerous stock to have at the moment at this point in time because it is, it runs very, very fast. You're better off taking stocks and looking at things that are much more steady rather than the ones that just bang, they go straight up. Um, and then they'll come back down again. You only have to look. There are so many examples that I could give you of stocks like that. But right now, where our stock market is going, I do expect another, a retest of that low that we had in March. Now, maybe it'll happen this week, maybe happen over the next two to four weeks, but I don't think we're out of the woods. We might even go sideways for the next one or two months, but I do think we need much more, much more of a test of that 23rd of March low. And at the moment, I'm not going fully invested. It really is a time to be, if you are buying stocks, just to keep, just put a little bit into the stocks if you want to get into some good stocks, because there are some that are going up and that are more defensive. Um, but there are a lot of ones that I wouldn't be in at all. And, and, and people are, you know, talking to me about you know like Qantas and um, um, Virgin and, and a whole lot of other ones flight centers that we're getting a lot of those people saying wow they're really really low they could be bouncing very very fast and very hard again sit on your hands take it easy don't be impatient there will be plenty of times to profit when the market settles down when you're getting heightened volatility and a big disconnect between fundamentals and the actual market, that's not a nice sign. That's not a positive sign. So do be very, 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 very careful. But let's now get into your questions. Now, we had so many questions um, on our YouTube this week. Well, we've been getting truckloads of questions over the last few months, actually. I can't answer everybody's questions. And also, if you're asking me to give you a personal financial advice, I'm never going to answer those because that's not what we need to do. Also, if you say to me, Dale, what stocks should I be buying today? Or I'm never going to tell you that either. But I will answer good, really good questions for people. So I'm a little bit more selective of questions because we do have so many of them. But first question we've got is from um, Sydney Rooster. Um, he says, hey, mate, love your videos. Do you mind telling us what you think will happen with the banks over the short term? He's going, look at possibly jumping into one of the big four tomorrow. Um, if NAB falls tomorrow due to the trading halt today, do you think it will have a rippling effect on the other banks or do you think it depends on the US market tonight? Um, really, it's the US markets are relevant when it's talking about our banks and, and this is probably hard for a lot of people to understand is, yeah, we do move with the US from times where we do not move with them at times too. And I think, you know, NAB, uh, we did talk about it last week on our live show, but NAB is one of those banks at the moment, uh, it's, uh, there's banks, Westpac came out today, or I heard Westpac came out today and talked about how much um, its earnings dropped, so we've got that, but they're still making a lot of money, but most of the banks are on the nose, the only ones that we do sort of like um, uh, Commonwealth Bank and Macquarie. They're the two we tend to like a little bit more, more so Macquarie than Combank. But the other three, Westpac, ANZ and NAB, I don't like them at all. And if you're trying to bottom pick and pick up um, you know, good banking stocks that are cheap, 
uh, price, you're not going to get it. Also, they're deferring their dividend payments, or sorry, their dividend decision on their dividend payments, but I would expect their dividend yields would be cut as well. And you never know, they may even completely cut them not, rather than just reduce their dividend yield. But let's have a quick look at the NAB chart. I'll just bring it up um, in a sec. So let me have a look at that. There's the NAB chart there. Looking at this stock from a point of view of a technical analysis and looking at the chart, you can see there it's been very bearish on the left on the monthly chart. But look at the right hand side. It hasn't been bearish at all in the move up that the, the All Ordinaries Index had. It had one week up. And it's been very bearish, even though it did close a little bit high, higher um, on the weekly chart last week. And obviously, um, Friday's was down. It's not a good stock to be in at the moment. So stay out of the banks. That's what I'd be saying to you. But thanks for giving me that question. Now, let's look at the next one. It's from, from Mahmood, who says, Hi, Dale. Thank you for the great video. What are your thoughts on AT1 and EOS? Thanks again. So let's go and have a look at EOS. I've decided to pick that one. Um, on your screen is Electro Optic Systems. Uh, very volatile stock as you can see here on the right hand side. And if I blow that up, you'll see, um, let's go right back. It's quite a volatile stock. So it's not a buy and hold stock here. So you know, if you'd bought it way back here in 2005, you'd still be sitting on the same capital basically because it's just going up and down if you bought it through here you'd be making some money right now this thing doesn't excite me it's just come right back to these sorts of levels these three dollar levels it's a little bit higher at the moment um, trading at 444 but quite a volatile stock and it's not necessarily a stock for people that don't really know what they're doing it's as i said it's more of a trading stock um, at this point in time i think it looks more bearish i think it's going to test this low uh, I think it's probably going to get down into this area based on what I'm seeing at this point in time. So don't really have any good news for you at this point in time. And Mahmood is not telling me whether you own it or you don't own it, whether you're looking to buy it um, or why looking at this stock or why you want me to look at this stock. But again, nothing exciting there. Now, the next question we got is from 86Bat. who um, He says, hi, Dave. My name's Dale. Um, it's on the bottom of the screen quite regularly. So, um, but thanks you for the question anyway. Hi, Dale. Um, CGF looking good at their current price. Uh, not dropped their dividends since before the GFC. Um, and price has gone from $11 to $4 and performance hasn't been affected that much. Your thoughts? Um, geez, uh, let's go and have a look at CGF. Um, what, whatever you've just said or what you've just said there, there's no reason for me to get super excited other than it's gone from $11 to $4. The dividend yield not being cut, it's not a big issue to me. Um, um, you don't say why you think it's a good, good price or good value at this point in time, because it could actually go lower. Um, and let's have a look at the, the chart here. You can see here this thing's been going down right from $14.42, and I'll bring it up. Um, on the monthly chart so you can see it a little bit better but you look at this stock uh, again very sideways you sort of stock but from that high there at 14.42 came all the way down to that two dollars and 82 cents and it's above it a bit look really really bearish again stock if you'd bought it through here back in 2011 you still wouldn't have made money if you'd bought it back in 2007 you wouldn't have made money if you'd bought it back through here um, in 2000 you still wouldn't have made money not a buy and hold type stock um, right now it does look bearish for me let me point, bring up the weekly chart and have a bit of a look at that um, not too bad it did come down a little bit last week was an up bar be interesting to see what it does this week but again 
Uh, I'm not super excited about that. It's a little bit more positive, um, but I wouldn't expect it was necessarily going to go back um, to $11 because he's talking about um, falling in February this year from $11 down to that $4 range, which is where it is now. So again, not that exciting to me. It's I think there's much, much better stocks out there that you should be looking at it uh, or should be looking to purchase if you are looking at it. I don't necessarily think it's good value right now. Uh, the next question we got from an Adrian who says, Hi Dale, given Sydney airports has minimal competition, um, though large debt and hopefully we're going to get over COVID, uh, would that be a good buy as things will return to normal eventually? Well, right now it doesn't have that much competition in terms of Sydney airport, but then, you know, they're building another airport, aren't they? So, and you know, a lot of people are saying, uh, I was talking about this with Jim Beach from my US report, which um, is out tomorrow. And, and I said, people are making this mistake that everything's going to be fine from COVID from, you know, next week or next month, you know, that we'll all go, get back to being normal. And, and I said, people are living in a delusional state. It's not going to happen. There is, this has been a huge effect and COVID-19 will keep affecting us for many, many, many months. Not necessarily in terms of all our health issues, like we will still have um, yeah, um, over the next two, three months, I still don't think we're going to get back to normal, um, if that makes sense. But travel, always, there's a whole range of different areas that are going to be affected for the next few years. If you think it's not going to affect you, then you need to really have a good look at this because a lot of businesses have been decimated. There, There's not a lot of cash in some businesses as well. Um, they're struggling right now. There are restaurants struggling, cafes struggling, closing down. There are other larger businesses that employ people that are really, really Really struggling and if they've got no money they're not going to be able to employ lots of people even though people might be able to go back to work they're going to spend months trying to build back up again get out there and do uh, whatever they need to do people won't be traveling as much over the next couple of years as what they were in the past few years it's a whole range of different things um, so airlines aren't going to be that great and I wouldn't expect Sydney Airport to be that great they are heavily in debt so I don't think they're going to pick up quickly and yes people will start to travel for business and other things, but we're not going to see wholesale travel because the Australian government's just not going to let you do that. There'll be countries we're not allowed to travel to for quite some time, and if you do try and travel to them, the government, the insurance companies will not insure you for travelling through countries that the government say are safe for you. Um, they may even make you come back into quarantine. So, as I said, I don't think there's going to be a lot there. Cruise ships, I don't think we're going to be a lot of people travelling on cruise ships either. Um, they'd have to be very, very special deals for that sort of stuff because they really are incubators for this sort of thing. But um, don't just assume everything will get back to normal. Um, when When is eventually? And there's no time frame on that. And that's pretty much what I'm suggesting there. But... Uh, the next one we've got is from XCal who says, Hi Dale, I'm a new investor and currently just watching the market. I was wondering what sectors, materials, etc. and individual stocks look appealing at this time. You're asking the wrong question. May I say that? I'm not trying to be rude to you. You're asking completely the wrong question is, what do you need to do to get yourself ready to be able to buy stocks? So it's not about me saying what sectors and you know, whether it's materials or whether it's consumer staples, consumer discretionary energy or individual stocks because the thing is that investing about or creating wealth is probably a bit better way for me to say it. creating wealth is about having a process what you buy what you're investing is a result of that process so 
If you're a new investor, buy my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, Your Money, Your Choice. Get online, get into a book shop, get on Amazon, whatever you need to do, get the book and that'll give you the process to get started so you can actually look at what's best for you because what stocks may be best for you are different to other people and this is what a lot of people don't understand about the marketplace. Depending on your age, the type of portfolio you need, your risk levels, there's a whole range of criteria around what sort of stocks you should have in your portfolio. What is your tolerance to risk? I could be suggesting stocks that are too way outside your tolerance to risk or it could be the the other way you might have a very high tolerance to risk and I, I might talk about stocks that are just a lot safer a lot slower it just depends and and that's really what you need to work out yourself it's not asking about what sectors and, and or stocks that you know, are looking appealing to me because you know tomorrow or the next week that might change given what's going on in the marketplace now I might say hey I like BHP or I like uh, materials right now what happens on the market today, tomorrow or this week might change my opinion on that. Uh, and that's really what I'm saying is you do need to have a process in place. But thanks for sending your question and I really do appreciate you putting your question through. And as I said, get online and get my book. But thanks for sending, all of you for sending your questions in and thanks for watching till the end of this video. But if you do have a question for me that you'd like to me to answer, just stick them below um, in the comment section. So if you do that, um, I'll see if I can get to actually answering them. Remember also that here on this channel, we do these Monday stock market reports every single week. We also do a live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So get on um, YouTube tomorrow night between, at 7 o'clock and uh, we'll see you then. You can ask questions there as well. Also remember to hit the subscribe button and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we uh, go live with more videos. But for now, I'm Dale Gellin. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.